Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Off the Key Podcast. I'm your host, Mac, and today I'm joined by my two regular co-hosts, as always, James. What up? And Garrett. Scoopity poop. And today we are talking about the second studio album from singer, songwriter, and producer, Caroline Pilicek. Desire, I want to turn into you. Now, if you're wondering who Caroline Pilicek is, she was actually a part of indie pop band Chairlift from 2005 to 2017 while she was attending the University of Colorado. Uh, Recording two EPs and three studio albums, Chairlift saw pretty solid success in the indie pop scene up until their breakup in 2017. During her time with Chairlift, Caroline pursued some smaller solo projects under different monikers, uh, Ramona Lisa and CEP before beginning a solo career under her name. It was after Chairlift's breakup that she would officially use her own name as her stage name. In 2019, her debut under her stage name, Caroline Pilicek, Pang. Pretty significant critical acclaim on that album, landed on a lot of year-end lists. A lot of review outlets and critics were praising the hell out of it. Yeah, she even had a song go viral on TikTok. It was uh, So Hot, You're Hurting My Feelings. So Pilicek, how I came to discover her, I'm definitely late to the train on her stuff, was through her feature on Charlie XCX's last album, Crash, was for New Shapes. So I checked out Pang, and that is a great album. If you like indie pop, if you like art pop, that is a essential album. Go check that out. She's worked with a slew of collaborators and a pretty like eclectic group of collaborators as well. Uh, Blood Orange, uh, Charlie XCX, Grimes, Christine and the Queens, uh, many artists from the British music collective PC Music. And she even has writing credits for uh, Beyonce and Travis Scott. She's an industry vet. I mean, she's been in the music scene since 2005. I really feel like that's to her advantage. Especially pop music. She knows exactly what she's doing. She totally understands pop music. Yeah, and and she she shows it. And her experience has hugely benefited her on Pang and this album. I'm going to go ahead and say this. I think this album is fantastic and one of the best pop albums of the year. I would agree. Um, We're still pretty early into the year. So we'll see, but yeah, but so far, like this is up top for me, but yeah, she's actually described some pretty eclectic influences and they definitely check out. Um, She said Bjork, Kate Bush and Fiona Apple were basically her heroes when she was a teenager and uh, her alter egos that she went under for her other solo albums were inspired by their music. She's been around the block and here with the second album is sort of a mental escape You look at the album cover and she's basically like on a subway with her headphones on going into what looks like a subway transitioning into a beach. I feel like thematically that perfectly fits. And I'm impressed by how well she sticks to that theme consistently throughout this album. Straight down to the songwriting, the textures, the accents that are on the music and some of the like arrangements. I, I wouldn't call them all tropical, you know, exotic. She uses a lot of that on this album. And it works perfectly. I think this album is so cohesive and clear, and the message is very straightforward. They're not so concrete, meaning you can take lots of different interpretations from it whilst it still retains the the theme that it's trying to convey. What I mean is, like, it's very easy to understand. Yeah. You can also interpret different meanings and deeper meanings to it as well, and I think that's a sign of really good songwriting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think Caroline is a killer songwriter. The, the opening track, uh, Welcome to My Island, it's a great way to get you into the headspace of this album. I mean, it's Welcome to My Island. She's talking about her own escape, basically, yeah. her own you know mental escape. And it could be interpreted as 
a physical like disappearance as well, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like being unavailable, disconnecting yourself from society for a little bit. Yeah. You can also add something to that as well. And I don't know if she meant it this way or again, it's that kind of open-ended songwriting that makes it just really good. But it seems to me that it's also her way of dealing with the, the pressures and just all the bullshit that comes along with fame and being in the music industry and, yeah, and totally. stuff like that. And no, I, I definitely think that that theme is there. Cause I mean, you look at Bunny as a writer mm-hmm. and that song is in a weird way, a metaphor about kind of remaining mysterious and busy and yep. being slippery, you know? Yeah. There's also themes on the album that talk about struggles with identity as well. It's hard sometimes when you're so famous and when you're, when you have this, kind of expectation of you to be a certain way or, or think a certain way because of your friends or whatever and the fans and all that shit, it leads to struggles with who you are, who you really are and who you're supposed to be. It's it's kind of this, you put up like this veneer of, of someone else. And it feels like Caroline is trying to get away from that on this album. And it, it's on songs like Sunset where it really drives that point home of like she's dealing with identity crises or at least Imposter syndrome. Yeah, and you know. some kind of imposter syndrome. And whenever she can escape that, whenever she finds someone like a friend or a lover or whatever it is, or even an experience, a place where she can just let go of that, it really, it's a like a cathartic experience. The themes that she's talking about, you know, the, this imposter syndrome, this identity crisis, trying to find solace in things, that time where you can escape the pressures of the world around you, when you can just let go and, and be yourself down to the instrumentals, you know, mm-hmm. Sunset specifically bringing that song up. That song is very, very tropical. I mean, you get that like Spanish guitar flavor. Yeah. It's probably one of my favorite songs on the album. It feels like a sunset mm-hmm. on the beach on some lost island vacation. It feels like all her mentions of love are very idyllic, very fantasy-esque. Yeah. I mean, overtly it- positive, And that kind of fits along with like the whole like fantasy escape. Catching love in a butterfly net and all just overtly, idyllically, like, positive views on that. Yeah. So it definitely fits in with the whole theme. And very, like, surreal lyrics at times, especially on the butterfly net track. Some of the, like, most, like, metaphorical lyrics on the album, like uh, the chorus, there you were with your mirror shining the world all over me. There I was with my butterfly net trying to catch your light surrealist imagery on top of this you know island escape theme and i think it works incredibly well like caroline is a very very good songwriter and on top of that she's a fantastic singer i i know you guys are going to groan at me but there there are well no 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 not that but uh there's a there is an over reliance at times on autotune which i think is absurd for Caroline because she has a beautiful voice and she can obviously sing. And the times that it's not there, that it's not used is some of more of my favorite stuff. Like on billions, the last track, yeah, it's not as prevalent there. And it's, that's a fucking amazing vocal performance, but auto tune is another musical tool that you can use to make cool effects and do different things. But if you're using it as like, like a crutch to make certain parts fluttery or just, even make a note pitch perfect, that's where I'm just like, uh, you don't have to do that. You don't have to be perfect. I mean, maybe it's what they called for, but I, I kind of agree with you on, I think it's like the most egregious on, I do like the song, but on Bunny's writer. 
I don't really see why she needed auto tune for that song. Cause like when she's singing the, like the pre-chorus, like the bunny is a riot. So I don't like, can't find it. Like it's pretty obviously auto tuned, but then she yeah. gets into the, the main like vocal line. The like, I do, I do. And it's gone. It is a little jarring in that sense. Mm. It's like, why would you need it for that? It is literally like the simplest part of like this, almost this whole album. Like, why do you, it almost, it feels very unnecessary. Yeah. It, it just seems like she just wanted to deliver a Drake verse for some reason. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why. What? Yeah. We talked about this off the mic, but if this song was done by anyone else, we would hate the ever living crap out of it. But she somehow makes it work she, and kudos to her. She makes it work. And I think it's mainly because of the, um, the vocal hooks. And the vocal melodies. Yeah. Which are strong. And the music. And yeah. The music. Like the music itself. But I, I kind of see what you guys are saying about the delivery on like the main verses. You know, it, it kind of does sound like a, like a views era <laughs> Drake verse. Yeah. So that's, that's really honestly, Bunny's a writer. That's why it's one of my least favorite tracks on the album. Probably my least favorite. Track I, I can't get enough of that chorus. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that song. And, I told them I was like I shouldn't. It kind of does sound like a, like a views era, <laughs> Drake verse. Yeah, so that's Bunny's a writer. That's why it's one of my least favorite tracks on the album. Probably my least favorite. Track I I can't get enough of that chorus. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. I love that song, and I told them I was like I shouldn't. I really shouldn't. This whole album, to me, it twists not only my expectations, but it also made tropes and sounds that I usually abhor and made them palatable to me, and I find that extremely impressive. I don't like verses in that style. I don't like... The you know, uses like auto tune. I don't like kind of like top forty ish yes. production. Like I don't a, like, a little bit there. And I know. I mean, I love the tropical beats all throughout this album. I love those. But you know, when it gets really clicky clack beats, I tend to not like those. And at every corner, I found I found myself enjoying it and being submersed in it. And I found that extremely impressive because I was like, if the execution wasn't. So good. So good. Yeah. I would not like this album. And also, this album just had a very, and it's funny because the biggest person that I hear in her voice is also her biggest feature in Ditto. I see a lot of that 90s style singer, very airy and floaty yeah. style about her. Not only that, but in some of the music. In fact, even in the, in the track, they... Yeah, the the nineties breakbeats. Yes. Yeah. Is is that what that's called? Because I've, I've been wanting to. I was like, what is that? That I need more those those breakbeats. Like you mean yes. like that? Really like, you know? Yeah, that's a very nineties trope. But no, I actually think "Fly to You" is one of the best songs in the album. Yes. I I wasn't expecting this collaboration. I was not expecting to see fucking Grimes here. Or Dito. <laughs> there's, but, a, there's a long, there's a lot of stuff in this album that comes out of nowhere, and it works. The bagpipes, yeah, I know. On, I was going to bring those butter up. Comes yeah. out dude, of nowhere. Dude, and slaps you in the face. Blood and it's butter so is my favorite track. It's easily, I, easily, it's like, yes, it's so good. The chorus, the vocal line, lyrically. And it's basically like a wild psychedelic folk song. Yeah. And then, then the fucking bagpipes come in. I was like, Dude, I'm like, what in the, I'm like, what am I listening to? There's so many parts that it feels like 
someone with a big penchant for experimentation is dropping. It's like someone has an well, idea. Caroline, Caroline produced most of this album. Yeah, I so. know. It's like someone has an idea. It's like, what if I put bagpipes? In? What if I did this? What if I did that? And most of the time when you have an idea and you just put that stuff in like a song that you've created organically, it doesn't really work. But I feel like she did that. She puts all these outside elements in, mm-hmm. and it just worked. And it's like the song was designed for them, yeah. really. Yeah. So like, you have to, when you're going to experiment, you have to do it deliberately. You can't just be experimental for the sake of being experimental. You know yeah, there's I mean? got to be a reason. Yeah. But it works. I mean, what impresses me about this album is it is, like, really fucking experimental. And there are a lot of different sounds here, but I'm never taken out of the experience. Like, I'm never taken out of the immersion. And that's what makes this album so great to me. The whole time I'm invested, I'm in this, you know, metaphorical island that she's talking about, you know. And sometimes, like, when I listen to music, that's kind of the experience I have is it takes me out of the world for a minute and I can just listen to the music. And, I mean, down to the album cover, that's clearly the theme and the idea she's trying to convey here. And every single song relates to that in some way. Even if there are moments I don't care for, I think I believe has probably one of the more underwhelming parts on it, one of the more underwhelming like instrumentals in general. But overall, I mean, I I think almost every song here is a banger. Welcome to My Island, Sunset, Pretty Impossible. See, that's one I was just I was okay on, but I didn't dislike it. It was just it didn't stick out to me as much as the other ones. And that's really my only gripe is that there's no bad songs on here. It's just that some of them shine brighter than others. But, I mean, when over half the track list shines bright, is that, that's not really as big of a problem. But, yeah, there's no, there are no bad songs on this album. You heard it here first, folks. Also, that song sounds like something you could put on the Ghost in the Shell soundtrack with all those floaty-ass yeah. singers and the break beats and that weird cyberpunk sense. She would be right at home on that soundtrack. There are a lot of moments where she'll reference themes and lyrics from other songs on this album and that adds to the immersion that adds to the the overall concept and story and i mean i gotta give it to her man caroline is such a great songwriter like she is a killer pop songwriter not only is she great at making hooks and and good like vocal melodies she's great at making an overarching theme and story with her albums with her music and i i love it i i think she is honestly one of the best pop songwriters right now Oh, yes, I, I agree. And it seems like any time I see an artist start to evolve and develop their own solo career that have an extensive background in writing, I'm always excited. You always know it's going to be a banger because that, that has cultivated them. That's, that's sharpened their iron into being the best they could possibly be. And those people are always just critical darlings and they always have like just their productions always crisp but it always excites me because i'm always like you know now they can do their own thing now they can come into the spotlight yeah especially not being familiar with her material with her material and her former band only being familiar with her solo material i feel the same way yeah i mean this is my first exposure to her and i don't really have any problems at all with it it's excellent Excellent work. Yes, consider me exposed. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I think paying, I think this is better than paying. I think it's a more enjoyable experience than paying, but paying is still a great album. I think this is fantastic. I think it is a great pop experience. If you're a fan of indie pop, art pop, conceptual pop music, give this thing a listen. It's got great hooks, 
great songwriting, clear, cohesive themes and messages, sonically very cohesive. Instrumentals are all great. Crisp. Crisp production, island beats, a variety of beats. Caroline's vocals are fantastic. I do think sometimes she does over-rely on her higher range, but she's still amazing. The execution, the breath control, it's all there. Her experience has all come together on this album, and it shows. And I think it's a great, great fucking album. I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10. This is my favorite album of the year so far. Yes, I believe that this so far is the pop album and that any pop albums that come this year have to dethrone this. It's it's so meticulous, yet everything works. Nothing feels out of place. Her vocals are very airy, very breathy. She has influences that you can hear, but that she doesn't over-rely on. You know, you're not pointing to various points in the song where you're like, hey, that sounds like that. That sounds like that. It's oh, very... Bjork moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's not a whole <laughs> whole lot of that. The feature was excellent. There are no bad songs, just songs that, you know, don't stand out as much as others, which is incredible. A hard thing to do because usually, usually you'll have one song that's kind of boring. It's kind of a stinker, almost B-side material. But you don't really have that there. It's all the effort. It's a very pointed effort. The themes are all together. It's all very well thought out. But it still sounds. It still sounds organic. It still sounds relatable and personable. It doesn't sound like robotic. You know, it doesn't sound like oh, I'm putting thoughts and ideas to paper like some pop can. I'm going to write a song about love. Ha ha. It's very natural, and it really showcases what she's all about and what she can do. I never really felt like it was super super fake or inauthentic and you know i've really bounced back and forth on my rating this is a very hard one to rate i've bounced back and forth between an eight and a half and a nine and a nine if i could give it in the middle i would but since i can't my head tells me an eight and a half my heart tells me a nine (laughs) so i'll be the dissenter here i'll be the i'll be the shit poster i'll give it eight and a half the hater I'll, I'll be the hater. I'll play the role. <laughs> that's I'll not, I mean, that's eight and a half is not really. That's like one of the highest ratings <laughs> yeah, we've no. given. That's the highest rating you've given this year so far. Yeah. <laughs> this album draws from a multitude of influences and genres and incorporates them seamlessly into a pop setting. The, I mean, I hear essences of of tropical and Latin, like Caribbean music, and even a lot of eighties and nineties synth pop and even a bit of new wave and there's all sorts of really cool stuff in here. There's, there's folksy parts to it and it all incorporates that seamlessly. And yet it still maintains its own sense of identity, primarily due to Caroline's wide range of performances and techniques, but also due to her songwriting. It all sticks to these very deeply personal and almost at times existential themes too talking about in some cases like time and how it affects people so it's it's very very well done the production is extremely crisp and thralling on almost every track like i said before the only negative i have about the production is the over-reliance on autotune caroline has a beautiful voice and i'd prefer to hear it unaltered especially on tracks like sunset and crude drawing of an angel where her voice really is the most prominent part of the of the song Vocals don't have to be perfect, 
It's okay to sound human. If you're like a decimal point off pitch, no one's going to kill you. It's all right. Some people even like it more when you're off pitch. Exactly. But otherwise, this album hits all the nails for a solid musical project. Dealing with personal and existential themes, the writing is many steps above the typical mainstream pop album, not even to mention the unconventional instruments and arrangements used for the music. It's a very refreshing album that demonstrates that pop can be a very engaging form of music. 9 out of 10. That's what I'm talking about, boys. And to think, we well, were actually... Well said, James. Very well said. To Thanks. think we were actually discussing doing Cracker Island... Over this. Over <laughs> and passing up Polachek and never yeah. like talking about it or reviewing it. That's Fools. funny. I mean, I, listen, I, I know we're late, but I've been bumping this since it came out. Yeah. Like, this, this has been my jam. I ordered the vinyl. I'm... Putting this in my record collection, and we're only late because we, you know, took a little. We, we took know, a break. break. Yeah. We, we, we definitely would have <laughs> yeah. done it you know, or, earlier. Yeah, yeah, earlier if we could. Yeah, but no, I, I really, really, really wanted to talk about this album, and I'm glad you guys enjoyed it too. Yeah. I think, like you said, James, this is a great shining example of very engaging pop music. Check this out if you like pop, if you like art pop, indie pop, any any kind of flavor of pop. This is worth your time. Great album, might even make it on my year end list. With that being said, any final thoughts, guys? All good. Alrighty, well, this is Off the Key Podcast, and we're out of here. Thanks, guys. This is Off the Sloop Podcast, and we're gonna poop. Bleep. for the intro and outro music. Also, check out our link tree for where to follow us. We are on Instagram and Facebook and a variety of streaming platforms. And if you could give us a sub or a listen or even a follow, it would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. See you later.